been redeemed. Thank the Lord for that song about the blood. Praise God. We thank God this evening for being in service one more time. We just trust God that we can sell us something just to encourage you to walk with God. I'm just type preaching. You know, I told him, I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just Jewel. <laughs> I just, I don't try to be nobody else. I just preach the way that God give it to me. So we just trust God that we can say something and be a blessing to you in the Word of God. I'm going to go right to the Word of the Lord this evening. And I'm going to read from the book of St. Mark, the 11th chapter, and Revelation, the third chapter. Praise God. God bless. And we really enjoyed the morning service. We didn't get to eat the chicken dilly thing, but we did get some Popeye. <laughs> It was just as good. Chicken is chicken. Once a chicken is changed from an egg and got skin on it, it's good. <laughs> so so, we, so we, we enjoyed that. Appreciate Brother George Candace out there. Find some chicken. He said, one thing you won't have to worry about down here, we got plenty of chicken. <laughs> so thank God. Uh, we're going to read from the book of St. Mark, the 11th chapter. I'm going to begin reading at the 23rd verse of that chapter. Down to the 26. And read like this. I might read it up here, man. I tell you what, man. I hate to do this, but I had to do this. He <laughs> said, For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but Believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Everybody want that. Amen. Everybody want that to happen. Oh, God, give me the power to cast this mountain into the sea. Give me the power that brother that I don't like to turn him into a frog. <laughs> Next verse. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye Desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, uh oh, now nah, it's kind of getting a little sticky. I could when you stand praying, forgive. If ye have hope against out against any, that your that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. If, but, but if ye do not do what? Neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you of your trespasses. Praise God. Then I'm going to read Revelation. Revelation, the third, third chapter, starting at verse 14 down to 19. Okay. Dealing with the angel of the Laosia, it says, Unto the angel of the church of the Laosia, write these things, said the Amen. For the, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou, thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art what? Oh boy, this is a bad shape to be in. Luke 1, neither and neither cold 
not a heart, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou says, I am rich. I am increased with goods. I have need of nothing. And know of it not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Nineteen verse, yeah. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. God bless you. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, help me one more time to yield my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul to you, Father. Oh God, help me to get myself out of the way. That Lord, that you could use my body for your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, take control of the service as I give you all my strength for this service. Now, Father, use my body. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this moment. Thank the Lord. I forgot to tell you, I do care this with me everywhere I go. That's my chicken leg. My wife said, why you always show the people that I said so I can hypnotize them? <laughs> so when church over there, I know what I want to eat. <laughs> Praise God. So thank the Lord with Brother Chris, Brother Chris Long, uh, grandchildren gave me that chicken leg when I was going through that little spell to remind me to quit eating chicken. But they didn't know when they gave it to me, they caused a worse problem. Because every time I think about this, I, I'm going to buy some of this. I'm just going to sanctify the chicken. But here we are. Thank the Lord for the reading of the word of God this, this evening. As I looked at the scripture this evening, I started to think about something here in it where everybody want power. Everybody want to have power to, to do what they want. If, if I could get this power, I could do something. But we find today the church is failing and become powerless. And I, that's what I want to talk on for a few minutes. Just a matter of fact, I ain't even got but one page on this, and I'm just trust God to do the rest. Hallelujah. So, so at the beginning, Brother Brandon said in his message, he said, God hate a powerless church. Hallelujah. In other words, in other words, and Satan want to keep the church in that condition, as long as the church is powerless, Satan can have preeminence in the church. But God want to have a church that got power in it. I don't want to go to, a, in other words, God want to see a church here that, that with the, the power of God, where deliverance take place, where the power demon, power is broken. God want to see that kind of church. But today we find today in our, in our ranks here, we find in the message churches here something had went wrong. How did we go, God? Because it's not God got the problem. The problem ain't God. The problem is that the people is not getting there uh, because of this age they live in of, of rice and, and I can do what I want to do. I'm rich. I got all this. God can't tell me nothing. I want to deal with that. That's what I want to deal with it for a few minutes because here Brother Brandon spoke. Uh, he used this in the church head book, and I'm going to read this quote right here before I start preaching here. And he began to talk about a powerless church. And he began to talk about uh, uh, in the church head book on that page, page 15. He said, let me show you another reason why Satan hates two books, uh, uh, two books, two books, the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ in the church, he knows that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And he cannot change. Right. 
what he said in the book of Mark, it keep on going on. He knows that a whole lot more than 90% of the other theologians. He knows that that since God is immutable in his, in his nature, then he is just as immutable in his ways. Thus, Satan knows surely that the true church at Pentecost with the power of God, Mark 16 in action, is the true, is the true church of Jesus claim that his own. All else is false. It has to be. Remember, remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. I know a lot of people done got away from that. They said, Brother Jew, we beyond the book of Acts. I said, how can you get beyond the Holy Ghost? I said, the book of Acts was not just a, a book. A, a, the book of Acts was the power of the Holy Ghost in the people. Hallelujah. How can you get beyond that? Oh, brother, we got, we are, we are, we are, we are, in, we are in the, we are in the eighth day. We are all there. But you got to have the Holy Ghost to be in the eighth day. Hallelujah. So here doesn't work. So the book of Acts, the power that they had, where is it in the church today? He says here, he said the book of Acts, he said the book of Revelation shows that the Antichrist spirit will come into the church, defiling it, and making it lukewarm. We got a lot of that, you know, it's here. everybody now such a hard time. Everybody got more money than they ever had. Everybody got more materialism than they ever had. But everybody less happy than they ever been. Hallelujah, something went wrong somewhere. Hallelujah, we got all these things here. Hallelujah, everybody got everything. Now all the women's got all the shoes they need. Let me leave that alone. But here we are. <laughs> well, I can't say too much. I might hit the brother's side. We got all the hunting stuff we need. <laughs> if you don't got enough hunting stuff, ask George, he'll give you some. But here we are. He's been making it lukewarm and formerly and powerless. It exposed Satan, re- revealing his work, revealing his work to tempt the destruction of God's peoples and the discrediting of God's word. Right down to the time he uh, cast into the lake of fire. He fights that. He cannot stand it. He know, he know that if the people get the true revelation, the power of God in the church again, the true revelation, uh, the, the true revelation of the, the true church and what she is and what she stands for, that she can do the greater work. She will be an invincible army. She will be an unconquerable. Hallelujah. So the devil been fighting this ever since. Take that off, bro. Got to fight. Hallelujah. In other words, so now, why are we not getting any farther with here? Hallelujah. Why, why not? We got benefits in this message. Right. Let me just read a quotation of scripture right here. He said, Brother Jew, you read a lot of scripture. That's what Brother Brandon read. Hallelujah. That's what Brother Brandon read. He read the Bible. Hallelujah. So let me read some scripture here. Let's look at some benefits here. I want to know if we got benefits here, why ain't we putting them? How, why not we activate our benefits? Uh, Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Right. Yeah. You guys is good, man. Y'all all right. I like y'all. Man, that's all right. He said, man, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. God got benefits in his word. 
Hallelujah. In other words, in other words, you say, what is the benefit, brother Jewel? Hallelujah. Let me say benefits. To, it, it, it shows you that money has been down, been paid down for an insurance company. Uh, money been paid for maybe a workman comp or something. That. That's a benefit. To, hallelujah. When you pay your insurance policy, when that person dies or if that person gets sick, you are looking to draw the benefits. Well, you got benefits in this message. And I'm tired of not drawing what God gave me. It's already there. I need to use anything that God gave me. I'm tired of the devil pushing me around, and I got benefits. Boy, you had a million dollars insurance. You be walking around like this. Man, you know, I need a million dollar help in pause. You know, we all need, you know, everybody need try, everybody trying to get something, you know, and I understand. Brother Brandon, you know, in the, in the message that I know that we've been taught a lot of time. Well, brother, if you die, I'm not worried about the rapture going to take place. I'm not going to get no insurance. <laughs> you better get some insurance. You're going to leave somebody in a bad problem if you don't, if you mess around. But the point of it is we got to get the right attitude about these things. Hallelujah. In other words, in other words we live, we live, we dealing with real reality. This is not no fiction right here. Hallelujah. So the benefits here, hallelujah, money have been paid for insurance policy. Hallelujah. And when something happened, that got to pay because I got benefits. Now, I want to look. Jesus gave us benefits. And now we got to know our benefits so we ain't going to know how to operate in this, uh, operate this power. Hallelujah. In other words, you know, I, I told people, I told them here before, I brought a watch one time. The stupid thing wouldn't work. I'm thinking, how can this be a watch? I just brought this watch. The stupid watch won't work. And I thought it hit it like this. And I said, man, it wouldn't work. And I, and I was trying to figure it out one day. And I looked at this watch. It had a little plastic thing right there. A seal. I need all. It was the watch didn't have the problem. The watch was not stupid. All I had to do was push break the seal, and it activated the watch. Watch. And that's the same way with God. Once you break the seal on the benefits that God got you, the devil become powerless. Hallelujah, begin to look here. So now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna look here what Jesus gave us his benefits here. Hallelujah. In other words, St. John 20 and verse 22 to 23. And he, he says these things here. St. John the 20th chapter, verse 22 to 23. He says that. Watch what he do here. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, do what? Receive the Holy Ghost. That's what we're here for. How do we didn't come to church to play with the Holy Ghost? We come to church to receive the Holy Ghost. How do you say, Brother Joel, that's my benefit? How do he breathe on them and told them to receive the Holy Ghost? And the next verse says here, now I want you to know he's gonna, he giving you the power and authority to activate the benefits. He said, Whosoever, whosoever seeing yea, what? They are remitted unto them. And whosoever seeing yea, retain. They are retained under them. So now he gave you benefits. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you power to bind and to loose. Hallelujah. Your benefits in the message right here. Hallelujah. Now we begin to look here. That's why he goes back in the Bible here. He said, if you stay in prayer, hallelujah, I want you to do one thing. If you want this power to activate, I want you to do one thing. I want you to, if you got old. 
That means to hold a debt to somebody. That means to, to criticize somebody. Before you can activate this inner, you got to go there and you got to make it right. Why we ain't doing it? There's something wrong. Something has fell wrong with the church. Hardly because now we find the day of Laosia, people become, <laughs> man, I live in Laosia, I can do what I want to do. Hallelujah, man. I don't have to go to church if I want to. I, I can go, I can make the rapture by sitting home and looking at the internet. It could be two in the bed, he's gonna take one, leave one. It could be two in the field, he's gonna take one, leave one. It's gonna be two home looking at the internet, and both all of them gonna go to hell. Because <laughs> God ain't this is ain't what God told you to try to make a rapture. Hallelujah, you ain't make a rapture stand at home. He they say for sake not to send yourself together. That much of more as you see the day approach us. This is not here. Put your tape recorder. This is God with skin on it. God standing in human flesh now. We're talking about benefits here. So I begin to look at you, begin to realize here. So we got to have our benefits, God. If we want to see Pentecost operate, then we got to actually get ourselves ready to see the power of God. And the reason today I'm going to, oh, I'm not through. I'm going to hit while we're not getting it. Don't get relaxed, oh man. That's all right, boy. Power. Remit. In other words, I know I'm going to give you power to remit. How do you order word to remit to, or, or, or to send a payment or cancel something that gives you remitted or retain? How do you, I'm going to give you power to do this? How do you, but if you want to do this, if you got out, you got to forgive. That's why this is a simple message, but when by the time you get through with it, how simple it is. Are we up to that standards yet? That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. We want power here. Hallelujah. Everybody want power. Everybody want to. Hallelujah. When they walk out to the devil, hallelujah, they want the devil to run. Hallelujah. The devil ain't going to move except you know your benefits. He ain't going to move except you know you're a daughter, a child of God. And once you stand firm and you know your place in the word, that devil is powerless. We begin in, then we find here. Laosil says, I have needed nothing. In other words, I don't owe nobody nothing. I don't need God. I don't need nothing. I'm rich and I'm increasing good. I'm prospering. And I know I must be doing something right with God. But that ain't what we're talking about. Holy prosperity don't mean that you're doing something right with God. And I believe that God can bless a man. I don't believe in that stuff. Like, oh, praise the Lord. God bless me. Hallelujah. I'm so humble. I got a car that burns six quarts of oil. Hallelujah. I mean, oh, I'm so humble. That ain't humble. That ain't humility. That's stupidity. That ain't got nothing to do with it. You need to get something to get to church. Say, God bless me with a good car. Buy Chevrolet sometime. But here we are. Believe that alone. But here we are. Benefits. I don't know if I got too many amens on that, but but benefits. We got to think about them now. Why we don't get benefits from the word like God promised? He said, "Whosoever seen you remit or remitted, whosoever seen you retained or retained." He told Peter, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Hallelujah. In other words, bind on earth and loose in heaven. Hallelujah. I said, what the day the people spend more time? Hallelujah. Will you find today? What did we loosen in heaven? I find people today. How you feel today? Wowsy, wowsy, woo. Brother, 
I think I'm going to die. Well, that ain't in heaven. That ain't in heaven. That, that testimony you just you, I'm going to die. That ain't in heaven because there's no death in heaven. Hallelujah. In other words, well, when we turn around, we lose the best, the, 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 the earthly, the bound, earthbound testimony. It goes up to God and we think we're going to get blessed. Hallelujah. Well, you need to bind that on her. You need to say, by his stripe I'm healed. By his stripe I'm healed. I'm going to lose praise here. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to praise him on earth. Hallelujah. That is my benefit right there. I'm tired of being beat down here. Benefits that God got for us here. Hallelujah. Now we begin to realize here. And I'm going to start dealing with what my topic here. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Joe, what quiet people is not getting nothing for God like they ought to? Jesus said a simple prayer one time Our Father, who art in heaven, forgive us this day. Our daily bread, we forgive our daily. You know that Matthew 6 chapter. The point of it is, who doing it? Who literally doing it? Well, I'm not going to do it. I don't owe nobody nothing. That's what's the problem. But you owe that to the scripture. I owe it to the scripture. If I'm going to see God, something I got to drop in my life. I'm going to deal with the most worshipped spirit in the human in the human realm, in the humanistic realm. You say a spirit, not me. Oh yes, we all got to deal with it, even me. I'm going to deal with this thing. I'm going to deal with me for a few minutes. We all got a thing that we got to deal with, and it's the most worshipped spirit in the human realm. Let me go to one other scripture before we start and lay this out real quick. Uh, I'm going to read 1 John again. Chapter 2, verse 16, verse 15 through 16. 1 John 2, yes. Now watch how he started this here. I want you to notice this. Love not the what? World, cosmo. The world, the, 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 the world structure. The, how we got to live in this world. But we don't have to transform to this world. In other words, we don't have to be act like, dress like the world. We, 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 we living in a different kingdom. We might be on earth, but we've been translated. Love not the world, or neither the what? The things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is what? Okay, let's look at it. He said, for all that is in the world is what? Lust of the flesh. Everybody take care of this man right here. Oh, I got the best soap, the best vitamins here. This person dying every day. Hallelujah. In other words, if that's all you got is this right here, you're in a bit of pitiful shape. Hallelujah, lust of the flesh. He's always lusting for something. You buy a car the next week, next day you go down the road, they got something else better. How do you go? It's always something to keep you going. You're always spinning and always spinning. Hallelujah, it's just the thing that, it's just, it just lust of the flesh, call for them. Hallelujah, but we, the point of it is, this thing right here is always going to be your trouble until you done got changed. Okay, now the next one is, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the what? Because demons come through lies. You young people that battle the spirits, the more, the more likely the spirits you battle is because things that you sneak and do that nobody else don't know you're doing that you don't let come through your eyes. And you're trying to control it. It won't work. 
Hallelujah, you don't let demons come through your eyes. He demons travel through the eyes. The thing that we see, hallelujah, the thing that how we look up on, hallelujah, something, and then it begins to, to affect our mind, and we realize why I'm fighting so many devils, because you open up the channel and no demons come through your eyes. Through your eyes. So we got the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, but the most worshiped demon. And the what? Pride of life is not of the, of the Father, but it is of the world. Pride. Pride is a powerful devil. Unseen. Feel justified of being proud. How do you, what proud mean? That means if I'm proud, that means I, if somebody do me wrong, Hallelujah, I do somebody wrong. That means that I got too much pride to go to that person and say, forgive me. But I want God to do something. I want to see the supernatural in my life, but pride won't let me. Pride is a powerful spirit, church. Hallelujah, because Satan knows if he can keep you pride, if he can keep you pride, he knows that you would never, you would never make things right. And if you don't make things right, you will be like an aching in a church. You will cause this church to fall. Husband and wife fight each other. Pride. I'm not going to tell her I'm sorry she ain't going to tell me. Pride. Simple. Jane Brown sung a song years ago when I was growing up. Say it loud. I'm black and proud. I said, all right to be black, but be humble. If you're going to be white, be humble. Hallelujah. In other words, pride is the thing you don't want it to govern your life. Hallelujah. In other words, so in other words, I don't care what race you are. You got to know your position in Christ. Hallelujah. God did not come to bring a proud church. He come to bring a church. Hallelujah. That's humble. What is real power is humility. Dealing with this thing right here. In other words, so now what Laodicea's spirit was, she was too proud to repent. Too proud. Well, I'm not repenting. I don't need God. I ain't done nobody wrong. I ain't done that. What he want me to go? I'm not going to make myself look bad. You already look bad. God said because she was rich and miserable and blind and naked and don't know it. Hallelujah, because the only thing that can move that sin and the only thing that can move that, the only thing that can wash away your sins is the blood of Jesus Christ. And the only way you can accept the blood of Jesus Christ, you've got to repent. You've got to lay it under the blood of Jesus Christ. And that brother said, you've got to say, you got to call out, Lord, I want you to wash my sin. I want you to wash it by the blood of Almighty God. Simple here, but it's hard to do. We can't even hardly find two people who can disagree. Disagree with somebody one time. From that time, there's a spirit. Because people today, everybody look at it in this, in this light right here. Well, I didn't do it to them. They done it to me. <laughs> but Jesus didn't say that. He said, if you got the altar, whoever did, you go to that person. It's hard for people to do that. It's hard for somebody to say, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Because we feel like that would make us look little or weak. But actually, that's the most powerful thing you can do. Hallelujah, that's the most powerful thing you can do. But the point of it is, it's the point of it is, I got to work through my pride to do this. I got to yeah, begin to realize here, yeah, I want to see God move. And I'm gonna, why do you think so many people are sick in the church? Half of the sickness comes because unconfessed sin. And we're too proud to say, I want God to heal me. How can God heal you? You won't let go of it. Pride, 
I'd rather die than to tell that person I'm right. I'd ask that person to forgive me. That's what you're going to do? Yeah. If you don't get rid of it, you're going to have to do it. But we're talking about, I'm going to deal with a few things here for a few minutes. And I, you said, Brother Drew, you preached like kind of more than a pastor or a child, but it, we need to do it because pride is a, a spirit to exalt ourselves. Hallelujah, I'm, I, I'm too proud. I'm too, I'm too, hey, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go to that person. I'm going to have to per- act that person to forgive me because I never done nothing. Forgiveness is not based on you done something. To give forgiveness is based on if somebody done something to you. You can still forgive him. You know, Jesus made a story. He told a story one day about a rich man. Hallelujah, the man that owed him couldn't pay him. Don't get any money. You owe somebody right now, go make it right. But he couldn't know it, couldn't pay him. But the rich man dropped the charges, dropped the debt. And the other man, he come up on his servant. Hallelujah, he owed him a few little dollars. He said, I'm not forgiving him. I'm not going to drop it. It was just a little feeling. That's why when we leave churches and things happen in life, things that happen to us in our childhood, it's hard to get rid of a lot of things. We call pride. Won't let you let go of it. But you don't know what that person did to me. As long as you hold it in your heart, you're not going to further with God. How do you know? You want to see, if you want to see the power of God move in your life, you got to let go of that. It ain't what that person did to you. It's what you done about it. It's your life. It's your revelation. I don't want to be bound by a spirit. I want to see the power of God here to move. If God can get everybody to get in one mind and one accord and put everything under the blood, that would not be a need for a prayer service. That would not be a need for a prayer line. It'll be the power of God will move through the place. And I know people get hurt. I have been hurt. I done been through church. I done been through churches, and then things done hurt. But you got to let go. To see God move, you got to let go. Now I'm going to begin. You, you notice in the book of James, he spoke of if any man in James, you know, around the 13th chapter, I'm just quoting here, call for the elders of the church, let them know them with all and prayer. But if you notice here, in the book of James, is also Confess your fault one to the other. You say, well, I ain't got no faults. You must be dead. You must be dead if you ain't got no faults. We all get a little rough in there. And sometimes God put people in the church that we can't get along with. And we rub shoulder with them. You say, I just don't like their attitude. God said, that's the one you need to pray for. Hallelujah. In the other word, God put people in the church. Hallelujah. A lot that, that we rub shoulder with, and they just irritate you so much. But that person, you need that person as much as he needs you. Sometimes God gives you a wife. That woman, I tell you, boy. Oh, boy, I tell you, she gets under my last nerve. God got you where you need to be. Hallelujah, he got you right where he needs you to be. On your knees, Lord God, help me, Lord, to deal with this woman. Yeah, young people, y'all get you, you'll find that out sooner or later. <laughs> Don't want to discourage you from getting married, but that, that, that just come with the property. Oh, you said, Brother Joel, I got to, I told him a while back I was preaching to you, sir. I said, everybody wants the perfect husband and the perfect wife. 
How will I get the perfect husband and the perfect wife? Let me find one. This young man, he looked like he would want a perfect wife. And when he get married, I'm going to get me a perfect wife. Well, I'm going to tell you, son, I'm going to help you to get you a perfect wife. I'm going to come back to the next service, and I'm going to bring you a shelter, and I'm going to send you right down to the cemetery, dig her up. People, we living in bodies. That's not redeemed yet. We got a Holy Ghost in her. If we apply God's word, He give us power over our flesh. Hallelujah. So the only way we can do it, we got to be willing. Hallelujah. What whatever somebody do to her or treat her, we got to be willing to let go of it. Problem. Little pride for spirits. You know, little things like this. One word will out mean to become critical. You know, it's easy to do. Sometimes it works with ministers. Sometimes it works with people that got gifts in the church. And then they think, you know, that person thinks they can sing better than me. What they got to do with it? This is not no talent show. This ain't who got the best singing gift. Man, I can't really care too. I don't know why nobody want me to sing, but I do it. <laughs> the Bible don't say have a good tune. It say make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. You can't do nothing. Just make a noise. But you know, we, we fight them things. Then they think, you know, a spirit is there. And then we can't deal with it. Don't let nobody owe you money. Oh, don't get them. That's a touchy subject. That's a real touchy subject. It's so easy to become withdrawn in the church. How do you looking for, everybody looking for the church here. Everybody say, oh, Brother Jewel, this church right here is a perfect church. Hallelujah. In the word, we, everybody wanted church here. Hallelujah. They wanted church here. But God put us together so we can learn and pray for one another. Yeah. To see the power of God move in the church, we got to be willing to let go of all these little isms yeah. that nobody know but you and that person. Yeah. You know, you, you, get, you get somebody to say something to you, don't speak to you, and next thing you know, it's a withdrawal. Because now you're thinking, man, I went to shake Brother Craig's hand. He didn't like it, but you don't know what he had on his mind. You don't know what he had on. He, maybe he was not even thinking about that. And you come up and he didn't notice you. And now you go home to death. Man, Brother Craig, I like he got an attitude with me. Had you come to him? So Brother Craig, what? you should say, Brother, I noticed the other day I was coming up and I was going to shake your hand. I noticed it seemed like something troubling you. Then he'll probably say, Bro, I'm so sorry. He said, I didn't mean that. He said, I just had stuff on my mind. I was thinking about going to China. I'm trying to die. I didn't read, read overlooking. Things happen to see how we're going to respond. Young people, things are going to happen to see how you respond. Hallelujah. That's the word. So God doing this to keep us on our knees. He said, I want you to confess your fault one to another. Pride is a powerful spirit. It's a powerful spirit. You know why homes break up in marriages? Pride. Just because two people couldn't forgive each other. Somebody, I told her, I just deal with a church, I ain't going to call no names. And a woman said, Brother Jewel, she said, my husband did some bad things. And she said, I cannot let it go. I said, well, you, if you want your marriage to last, if you want your marriage to be back restored, you got to let it go. I'm glad Jesus don't look at us like that. 
I'm glad Jesus don't look at us like that. When we come to the altar and lay down and say, oh God, take this from me, he let it go. But when he give us the same power, I can't do it. I can't let it go. People, we're going to have to do it. Let me just use this here. You say, brother, it's, you just don't know how I've been treated. How I've been treated. People, I'm going to tell you what. Scars happen in life sometimes that we are innocent. You hurt to let things happen when you ain't done nothing to deserve what happened. You, you was innocent. You was innocent. But this thing come up in your life and it happened and you was innocent. But it's hard to let that go because you're saying, I never done nothing to deserve this. I don't know why this happened to me. I ain't going to never forgive that person. Well, you're not going to never make the rapture. But you say, I done. I didn't do nothing. What is I'm going to hell for? I never done nothing. You're going to hell because you got to do something. You're going to have to drop it. You know, some things happen in life. I told I tell the story, you know, I don't like to tell it, but I tell it in a way. Because people get scarred. When I was nine years old, I got raped by a teenager. And it built hate up. It built so much hate that I wanted to kill. My wife went to school with me. I can't tell you the stuff I done. But it, it was wrestled with hate because I couldn't let it go. I started building up hate, got in trouble. Oh, oh I can't just go into things that's going on. Because I was saying, I am going to kill me somebody. That kind of spirit that took because something happened and I was innocent and I couldn't let it go. And I needed to let this thing go, but I couldn't let it go. And it kept getting stronger and it kept getting stronger and it kept getting stronger. Because when you let, when you, once you don't forgive, Satan got an automatic, Satan can come in your life and he can completely take over. Once you look at forgive, say to know there, if he can come into your life and he can take over. That's why you think Jesus said, if, if somebody doing you wrong, pray for your, your sin. Pray for him. Feed your enemy. Do good to them that hate you and prosecute you. Man, that is powerful. What did he do? Jesus is destroying your pride when he said that. If you do good to somebody, but I had to let it go. And one day, Dunning Reagan preached a message back in the early 90s, scarred human being. And I was going down the road that day. My wife was in the car with me, and he was preaching that message, scarred human being. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord come on me. And I said, oh, my God, I thought I forgive him right now. Hallelujah, from that time right there, that demon left. Hallelujah, that demon left from that time. If Rich let you tell you, church, you don't get no fault with God. You don't get healed. As long as you got sin there and can't forgive, you can't even be healed. Everybody won't heal it with a bad attitude. It don't work. Oh, God, let me let it go. Hallelujah, doesn't work. I never done nothing to deserve this. Let me ask you something. Jesus never done nothing to deserve what he got. He didn't do nothing to deserve what he got. A beat, spit on, treated, want to be killed. He never done nothing to deserve that. But at the end of the day, he hung on the cross. All the stuff that was done to him, all the hate that people had against him, and he hung on the cross. 
And he says, looks down and says, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. I thought, I said, oh, my God. You said, but we can't do that. Or we're going to finish that up in a minute. We want to see God move in our life. Amen. We got to let go of things, church. Amen. You say, little squibs and little fillers that we got. Hallelujah. You know where you, you know where, uh, brother say, I know some people that, do you know that, that, that this, this, brother say, sometimes you people got a way about them. You just, you might not become close with that person. But the point of it is, we got the prayer for our enemies. We got to pray for somebody, hallelujah, that, that we, we're struggling with. Oh, Lord, help me to become a love, love, love that person. We got to do them things. Order to be a Christian. Order to, to, to put these things in here so we can destroy our pride. Why do you think people don't come to church on communion? Because <laughs> communion deal with your pride. Communion means if I got oh, if I got something against somebody, I gotta go take communion. I gotta go make it right. Yeah. Well, I'm not coming to church. I ain't making it right with that devil. Well, I don't let you know. Communion is is built like made, God put it in the Bible. You either go make it right and take it, or you don't make it right. Either way, you're gonna go. You're gonna lose on communion. He do that, he can keep the church clean that way. But the point of it is, pride won't let people do it. How many people says, I'd rather not do it? But I'm not going to forgive that person. I'm going to keep this in my heart. That person did this to me, and he treated me this way. My husband, my wife, whoever that person in the church, I'm going to hold it. You're going to have to let it go. If you want to be healed. Oh, I've been, I've been fighting this. I've been fighting this depression for years. Had you got to clean your heart out. You want God to do something for you, and you won't let go of something else. You've got to let go of things, church. Let me just say this. You say, Brother Jewel, Jesus did it, but nobody else done it. Oh, no. Somebody else did do it. Hallelujah. He ain't done nothing but try to tell the truth. And his name was Stevenson. He was not even a deacon. He was not even a preacher. He was a deacon. Hallelujah, but he had to put Bible in the Holy Ghost and he preached the word. And because he preached the word, the people rose up to want to kill him. He didn't do nothing but tell the truth. Good, he didn't take an attitude. He didn't take an attitude. And they stoned, they started throwing rocks. And Paul's standing there. Paul's standing there, holding their garments while they're crushing his bones and his body. Hallelujah. In other words, do you realize that Stephen, Jesus on the cross, Jesus on the cross forgave that thief. Hallelujah. In other words, that thief was not even a man that went to church or anything. And all this, here he was. But he forgave the man. Hallelujah. In other words, so that man could come up in that resurrection. Here goes Stevenson here. Here they was stoning him and Dutch and doing things in him. And here Stevenson was. Hallelujah. He said, Father. He looked up to heaven. He said, Father, lay not this charge in him. He dropped the charges. When he dropped the charges, Paul was ordained of God to be part of that right. Part of that right. Because Paul would have went to hell and Stevenson wouldn't have dropped the charges. But Stephen said, Father, lay not this charge in him. He dropped the charge because Paul was a predestinated seed. Oh, you don't know, brother. You said that person done me wrong. He beat me out of money. He done this. But God give you the authority to drop the charges. We don't know who's going to be saved. Who ain't going to be saved. 
We get message religion, and all we know, all we think about, ain't nobody gonna make it living in the message. Who told you that? How do how do people get saved? They repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin. They shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They may never come to the message, but for the faith they had, they plead in Jesus with all their heart. I don't know who's going to be there. I'm not the judge. All I know is get them to Christ. Uh, we got to let it go, church. You said, Brother Jewel, I got things I never let go of. Hurts is a deep thing. It's deep. When somebody been hurt, it's real deep. And the only way we can overcome that thing, we got to drop pride. We got to get rid of some things that we can see God move again. Amen. I'm tired, of, you know, we done, we done been in this message for years and years, and the people got more knowledge than they got. People got, oh, they can quote the seal, they can quote the seven thunder, they can quote all these great revelations, but one thing they can't do, they can't forgive. Hard for a man to forgive. That's one thing Jesus said, except you come as a child. You know something about you? When I was a boy, we, I had fight with all my friends. You know, we would fight like cats and dogs. I grew up, I was only, I was, we'd grow up in the neighborhood, you had to, you had to fight, you know, you just that's part of growing up back then, you had to fight. But after the fight was over, we, a couple of days later, we shaking hands, man, you all right, buddy. Kids don't hold grudges. Kids to forgive. One time, let me just say this as I get ready to bring this to a close. One time, this woman was there, and she was under depression, fighting depression, and and she had a she had a, a, a she was in the car and she was playing this rock and roll song, "Love Me and Love Me Like a Wolf," "Love Me and Love Me Like a Wolf." She gets so inspired of this demon. Of a, a, a rock and roll, she reaches over in the back, took a gun and started shooting her children one by one. She killed three of them and had one that survived. And when she did, had that one child survive, they waited till she got out of the hospital. They had the big Supreme Court and brought this woman there and this child was there. And they began to tell her and how rotten her mama was, how low down her mama was, and that child was there. They wanted to hear what she had to say. And they told her all this, how bad her mama was. She deserved this and she deserved that. And all that little girl sitting there, they said, we want to know what you got to say. And that little girl was looking there, she, tears running down her eyes. And Brother Gray, she said, but Joe, she said, I know my mama did wrong. I know what she done. She shouldn't have done that. She was crying. And they said, what you, what you feel we ought to do to you? What, how you feel about your mama? And she looked over at her mama. She said, I know my mama did all these things that's wrong. She said, but I love my mama. I said, oh, God. I love my mama in a way. Hallelujah. Oh, she does. But I love my mama. Hallelujah. She was willing to let it go. This is the most powerful thing we got right here is each other. This is the most powerful thing we got right now is each other. That we can love each other like Christ loved the church. You know, this is the only brace of people on the face of the earth.
Hallelujah, that love each other. Come on, people. This is, this is a world of hate, a world of bunch of racialness. But God put a bride on the church. They can love a black man and a white man can come together and say, I love you, brother. Hallelujah, that's what God done done. It take the Holy Ghost to do that. We don't do that on our own. That's God done that. Hallelujah. With all the hate, God said, I've got a bride. A many race bride from every nation, every tongue, every kindred of people. I got a bride that way. Talked to a bride the other day. Brother Joel, let me talk to him. From China. I guess Brother Craig, all that. Japan. I keep saying China. I'm going to get beat up on that. But here we are. Never met this guy for the first time we ever talked. It's like we knew each other. What only God could do that. Only God could do what he's doing right now. If it was not for God's grace, it was not for God's mercy, I would have never had no reason to be in Louisiana to preach to you tonight. We would have never met this day. Why would you want to meet me? I'm on a, I'm a, maybe 11 or 12 hours away. It would have never happened. But God was rich in mercy. Knew he would call me and I was going to meet you. That's by God's grace. He said, I want to realize this is one body, one church. She's been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to let you know, church. Hallelujah. As the musicians come tonight, it's a lot of things we can say. I'm not a long winded preacher, but I want to say things to make a thing. What are we holding on to? What are we holding on to that we hadn't let go of? You said, Brother Jewel, I've been so scarred. It's so deep. How can I get rid of it? By God's grace, drop it. You know, it's hard for us to forgive. It's hard to forgive. And especially in this age, you know, because everybody feel like, and we, we, we all feel like, you know, I'm, I'm just a little better than that man. You're not no better than that drunk just got saved a few minutes ago. I don't care if you say, I never drunk, I never done, but you're no better than him. We all say by the same thing, by grace. We all say by the blood. That, that prostitute over there, who you think was nobody, in a few minutes except the blood of Jesus Christ, she get the same pain. She get the same deliverance. We all the same in God our sight. Oh God, help us all. I mean, I want. God want us to let it go, church. And the only way we can let it go, we got to make up in our heart. That thing that we couldn't let go of, we carried that hurt so long. Nobody don't know when a person got hurt. Sometimes we find people that seem to be perfectly, everything is normal. But down on the inside, there's a hurt. A scar that they never let go of. Something they hid, and it got worse and worse. Then they get married, they carry this thing right over into their marriage, and their family's scarred by it. We got to let it go. And the only way we can let it go is through the blood of Jesus Christ. As he's saying that song, my song leader, is he up here yet? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to say tonight, Lord, 
if it's something you never let go of, a scar that you never got rid of, it's time to get rid of that thing tonight. I had to do it. I had to drop it. Before I can go any further with God, I had to let it go. A hurt. I mean, you just, you said, Brother Joy, I grew up with a stepfather. And I see him and my mama would be fighting in that brother. And he held a gun to my mama's head. He said, you want to see me shoot your mother? I was a little boy and I'd be shaking. And my little sister, was just two of them, she'd be shaking. I'd be trying to come. He said, I'm going to kill you, kill your mama, then I'm going to shoot y'all too. Man, my little sister be crying and hollering. I'd be trying to comfort her. I didn't know what to do. I was just 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. I know what it is to have a scar. But I know what it is to be washed clean. I know what can wash away sin. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, the thing that we all had hurt. I know what it is to come to the message and been another pastor to hurt you. I had a pastor that, that, that went and left the message and hurt me dearly. But I had to let it go. Oh, God, help me. You say, I done lost my love for my husband. I done lost my love for my wife. It's because it's something you holding on to. Something you holding on to and you done got bitter. Only way you can let get that love back, you got to say, Lord, I'm getting ready to drop this little thing between us. Hallelujah. Come on. We all, we all, we disagree. Come on, man, I'm married. But we love each other. We've been eating we get each other for 40 years. It took me that long to raise my wife. I better quit if I get in trouble. But, but, but we learn to realize she got her weaknesses and I got my weaknesses. But we learn how to realize that we love each other. Hallelujah. In other words, when, we, when, we, when, I, when things go wrong and, and things get a little tight there, I just quit talking. It ain't no use. We got to let things go, church. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. If you're bound. Why people can't get delivered? Because it's not got enough faith to say, God, my pride won't let me let it go. But I'm doing it tonight. I'm cleaning up my act. I'm landing under the blood of Jesus. I'm letting it go tonight. What can wash away my sins? As he sang that song, may God bless you. I'm going to.
It is not. 